Hello, lovely people. Welcome to Insights with Akosia, and I am your host, Akosia. in John chapter 6 verses 3 the Holy Spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life on this podcast our aim is to enable you gain a better understanding appreciate and live the word of God in this 21st century God bless you for joining us enjoy today's episode Welcome again, welcome again to Insights with Akosia. And if you listen to our previous episode, Stagnant, maybe you are, maybe you're not, then let me tell you, we're just going to continue from the stage. If you didn't listen, I, I, I urge you to go back and listen because the continuation that we're coming to do right now, which is Stagnant, you have to leave. So as usual, I have with me here the same people that joined me on the first episode, Ms. Carabo Loeto and Mr. Solomon Mulanda. Carabo is a podcaster. She is a self-development mentor. She also is um, the owner of Women in Christ Tools. I hope I'm not missing anything. Yeah, her podcast is New Dimensions with Carabo. And Mr. Mulanda, popularly known as the Valo, the Valo, he is an entrepreneur and he's about to become a nuclear power engineer by next year. And his organization is the Valos, where they enable you to know your potential, the, the potential hidden inside of you. Now, on this episode, we're going to talk about leaving stagnation the other one we asked you to examine yourself we talked about mostly the science of examination we talked about certain things are causing examination we talked about areas where you might be you might be stagnant but this one we're going to enable you because yes it's true that as christians we start with god first but maybe you need more guidance you need more practical steps to actually enable you. And that's why I have these wonderful people here with me to guide, to enable me and you, not just only you, my listeners, but also me here, the host, for us to leave any part of our life that we've been stagnant. So to start with it, you might ask yourself, you have willpower. If you listen to the previous episode, you do have willpower. But do you believe yourself to have willpower? And if you have willpower, how can you use that willpower in the steps to practicalize yourself to move out of stagnant, stagnant, 
stagnation. I'm going to ask Mem Carabo to start with this. Well, when it comes to stagnation, um, you have to find practical steps, just like you've uh, just said. And thank you again for having us. Um, I believe that the very first step for me and practical steps that I even teach my clients on the mentorship program is to start by writing things down. I am a huge uh, writer in terms of having a plan. In order to leave stagnation, you have to make a new plan because if you have been doing something for a long time, and then all of a sudden you get to a stagnant phase. It means you have to go back to the drawing board. You have to start to analyze what exactly went wrong and then use that to formulate a new plan that will propel you forward. So this is not, um, this is after you have done all the spiritual work, like all the praying that you need to do, asking for direction from God. Then you sit down, you grab a pen and a paper and you start to write down, how can I get out of, this particular situation that I am in. And of course, it's going to require you to do a lot of research, find out what other people who had been in your situation have done. That's what I do. Also, I listen to different stories. I listen to different entrepreneurs because of so much information that is available. And I start to formulate my plan and say, okay, if this is what caused me, I can do this. Or sometimes for certain kinds of stagnation, it's just because something worked at a certain level doesn't mean it's going to work at the same level. For example, when I create content on my social media to promote my businesses or whatever, there's a certain kind of content that I used to put out before. It worked so well for me, but then I started to get more following. I started to get more people. And so I had to bump up the quality. I have to increase, I had to increase the, 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 the content quantity even in itself. And also I had to do more target focused uh, content as well. It's all about being able to reshape your structure to fit to fit the current circumstance because what worked before won't necessarily work now. So I would say the first practical step is formulate a new plan. Sit down and find out the how. How can I improve whatever that it is? For example, if, if your stagnation is to do with the mind, like I said, you need to sit down and write a plan of how every day you're going to force yourself to grow mentally because somebody cannot just be like, oh, I'm stagnant mentally. I just feel this way. I feel this way. And then you just keep saying it every day. So then sit down, write a plan every day in the morning. I'm going to listen to a podcast every day in the afternoon. I'm going to read a book. You're writing a plan. You have to follow it later. But the fact that you wrote it can help you commit to it. And it's a practical step other than just sitting down. If it's a business, your product failed and you have become stagnant, sit down, start questioning people. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And start evaluating your product as well and writing down the different ways and doing a lot of research on how you can improve it. That is the first step to coming out of stagnation. Formulate a new plan. Analyze the past and formulate a new plan based on the information that you've gathered. Uh, that's what I can say. I think Solomon will take it and continue with it from here. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Karabo, for that. Uh, 
So just like uh, Karabo said uh, that you need to write the plan down on how you are going to get out of a situation. Another thing that uh, we must know is that anything that was stagnant, you know, in any stagnation, there's someone that has come out of that situation. So for example, uh, I would like to give an example. I was doing photography for almost a year without improvement. You know, I, I saw myself to be someone that had mastered the basic principles of photography. But when I saw the work of others, uh, I noticed that there was a big difference. As a result, when I identified this thing, I looked at the people around me, who is doing better than me? And I followed that person. Why did I follow that person? Because I never wanted to continue making the same mistakes that I was making. I knew that what my knowledge about photography was, was not, you know, reaching a point whereby I can compete on the marketplace. So I needed someone that was more knowledgeable, more experienced than me to teach me where I was making the mistakes. So sometimes we may find ourselves, we do not even know why we're making the mistake. For example, you are selling the content, you are selling it out there. You don't know why you are making a mistake. You don't know why your marketing is failing. So you have to find someone. You have to find someone that has already passed the stage where you're at to ask them, what mistakes am I making? Look at this content that I've created. Why am I making a mistake? Is it writing a book? Maybe probably you're not that very good with writing skills. You may ask someone, an editor, you know, where am I making the mistakes? When they sit you down, they pass you uh, through the mistakes that you are making. Next time you'll not make the same mistakes. So it is all about, after writing the plan down on how you're going to do it, find the people that have already done the things that have already gotten the results that you are looking for and be willing to learn from them because anything in the world has already been done. That is what our Bible tells us, that there is nothing new under the sun. So which means to say there's someone out there that is more experienced, there's someone out there that has passed through the same uh, situation that you're passing through. So you can just humble yourself and learn from the people that have gone ahead of you. Despite you making the plan, you have asked your God, you have prayed about it, but also be willing to learn from other people because that is where God is working. He's working, he's working through people. And you will not come down to specifically help you is going to help you through human beings. So it is very important after writing the plan down, but we take a step furthermore now to be willing to learn from the people that are getting the results that we are looking for. Thank you. Thank you both for your opinions. Now, I just would like to say some part, um, certain things from what both of you said, that you write it down. Kyra said that you write it down, create a new formula. And then Solomon Dravalo, you also said that we should um, we should uh, learn from someone, get to know someone who is doing better than we are doing, and pick it up from there. Now, I would say if I'm listening right now, I would say that yes. What if? my stagnation is not something that has to do with maybe academics. Yes, even though, yes, what you guys are saying, I can apply it there, but how good can I apply it there if it's maybe my relationship or how I form friendship with other people or my Christian, my, my, my life, my journey with God or probably how... Um, I'm stagnant. I'm stagnant with maybe I want to 
be more patient in life and I'm not still getting there. Yes, what you guys said is true. Learn from someone and write the formula there. But let's, can we move away from a little bit about business? Because oh, I'm getting a lot of business vibes. Yeah, I can see that you guys are like CEOs and all that. But what if it's not just that? Um, please let's start with Carabo. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we are business minded people, but, you know, we also have faced situations that are just simple life situations that have nothing to do with business or anything. And just like I said, I believe, I don't know if it's in the last episode or it's now that, um, everything ultimately begins from your mind. So a lot of the problems we have in life are associated with our mental, um, growth. They are associated with the programming that we've given ourselves or that we have been given by life. In this sense, I mean, you can grow up being a person that is closed, like an introvert. You can grow up in a family that you were always told, ah, she doesn't speak much. Oh, she's not friendly or something. And then you just grow up with the mentality that, yeah, that's who I am. And that's how I am. But then as you grow up and you have to be independent on your own, you start to have trouble with connecting connecting with people you have to start tr- having trouble with loving people you have to start having tr- you have you start having trouble with establishing good friendships keeping friends those different just uh, simple life issues but at the end of the day they're a result of the mental programming and you have to ask yourself how did i get to this place the way you got to this place is because of repetitive action and repetitive thoughts and repetitive information that is channeled towards what you think now. So the only way to change is if you replace it with new information. And for me, information is very important. Whether it's information from a podcast, like I said, whether it's information from the Bible, whenever I have wanted to change a path in my life, I have gone for for renewing my mind because once your mind is renewed like I said your actions will begin to change it does not matter what it is if you want to be a more patient person don't just wake up and be like okay today I'm going to be patient because you're going to try it for one minute and then a person upsets you and then you're done you know but at the end of the day if every day you can start listening to messages that talk about patience I've dealt with all this stuff like I remember um there was uh I don't know there was a problem that I had with um, reacting, you know, reacting to people's things. Like when someone says something to you, when someone does something to you, I just became a person that loves to react. Not that I like to react, but I mean, I'm bold. I like to speak. So when someone says something, I just wanted to tell them off that, yo, you're not talking to me, you know, that kind of thing. But I knew that this is not the way that God wants me to be. And God wants you to be a person that even if people throw stones at you with dignity, you can hold back, but you don't let it get to you. That was the most important thing. It was getting to me. So how did I need to deal with something like that? I had to go for the information that teaches me how to not be that person. And slowly, slowly, I was listening to message. I remember the first day I listened, it was a message by Joel Osteen. And he was talking about um, how it doesn't matter what people say, what people think, how people respond to you. But what matters is the fact that you have to know who you are, as in you have to keep 
keep your dignity in the midst of situations that try to take your dignity out of you. And uh, I was listening to the first one and I was like, oh yeah, he's right, but how do you do it? And I was just confused. No, I was like, I was listening to the message, but I didn't feel like it was getting through to me. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep listening. And I kept listening and I kept listening. And then one day he just said a particular word and that's the word that got to my heart. And ever since I've been training myself in that, even now I'm not perfect, but I've learned what the word of God says. It says that we have to have discipline and self-control. So a lot of life's issues, you have to be a person that goes for information and then you practicalize it by being disciplined. There is nothing that is a given in this world. You just have to act and you just have to teach yourself. And just like um, the Vala said, people have gone through similar situation. Find mentors. It's not only in business, even in life issues. You can have sisters that are older than you, not necessarily your biological sisters, but people that you just know that you look up to maybe on social media and you see that, wow, this person is such a good composed person. And you ask them, how do you deal with these kind of situations? They will tell you. And that's how you learn. Everything comes from learning. If you have been a certain way, you have to unlearn that thing. It won't just come out of you. You have to replace it and overpower it with new information that grooms you to be the person that you want to be. That's what I can say about that. Okay, so um, when you said you have to be renewing, it remembered me of one verse that I actually love, like in the whole chapter, Romans chapter 12, but the verse specifically is Romans chapter 12, verses 2. Do not be conformed to this age, also do not be conformed to your situation. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. So, yes, for what Carrie said, you have to renew your mind every single day. And so I'm going to let the valor continue and then we'll, we'll, we'll get more. We'll go into more. Uh, thank you very much, Bema, and I really appreciate uh, all of the insights that uh, Karawo is uh, feeding us with. Uh, just like uh, uh, Bema said, that uh, we, with regards to uh, to how you concluded uh, one of the verses that the Bible tells us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and uh, which uh, Karawo as well uh, talked about. The Bible also uh, tells us in the book of Samuel, he said, "Do not let this book of law." Uh, depart from your mouth, but day and night meditate upon it because the Lord knew that the mind, if, if someone could saturate his mind with what God says he is, if someone could, you know, meditate upon the information, the ways that he speaks over his life, he can act in a way that God wanted him to act. He can believe, you know, he could believe what God says upon his life. So, uh, about the power of information, I would just like to uh, to recommend a certain book that I, I read. I, I wasn't good in terms of uh, how to to interact with people. I'm just uh, seconding to what uh, uh, you, uh, uh, Bema and uh, Karawa said, uh, to say information will transform our minds. Information will give us the results that we, we are looking for. Mentors, it may not be specifically be from a podcast like this, but a weight from your sister, a weight, like uh, Karawa said, a weight from your sister, a, a weight from uh, someone that maybe probably you know, 
from your pastor. So uh, how to win friends and uh, influence people by Dow Carnegie. I wasn't a person that knew how to nature my friendships. But when I read this book, it transformed my life. I knew how to deal with people. Why? So what was standing between me and, you know, the breakthrough that I needed to experience was information. I wasn't aware how to react, you know, in particular in certain situations. I wasn't aware how to appreciate people around me that was standing in between me. And it had to take me to be honest with myself. I'm not doing well with my relationships. I need to find someone that can teach me about this. And that very someone may, maybe, maybe probably is already gone. They have already died, but they will act more like mentors, the books, motivational speakers, people that you look up to. Sometimes we're too stubborn. We can't even listen to our siblings because we look down on them. But if we have seen that they're doing well in a particular area, if they have spoken about something that we're not doing well, we sit down and accept, okay, why is this person talking like this over this area? How can I change? Maybe probably I need to look for books that I can read to see what other people say about this situation. That way we'll be able to learn and unlearn certain things, certain habits that we feel they are normal. Which when we bring them to, to the public domain, they are not normal. They can, they can destroy our lives. So it is of great importance that we get informed. Even in the military, information is so powerful. If, if the enemy can know your way about how they can penetrate the system, you're already gone. Why? Just because of information. So information is very powerful. We can transform our lives by listening, learning to ask for advice from other people. That is all about information. So that is what I can say uh, in regards to that. I love the aspect about information. And I would say what you were saying that you, have to, you don't even listen to our siblings and our parents and all that. And what you, uh, concerning the reading of books, this age that we are in, we don't read. That's the truth. Find it difficult to read. Most of us are glued to social media. I'm not saying social media is not a good place to be. Personally, for me, I go to social media a lot. But when it comes to when it's a Mr. Stats or when I'm busy with other stuff, you will see me off specific social media. I'm getting maybe myself into too much. And we don't read. Read as in read good books. Many of us don't even know, we don't, dis, in, we don't know how to discern to get good information. That is the first thing I would like to say. Secondly, we think that people who are actually helping us, actually they have a problem with us, or maybe they were not able to enjoy in their time and youth. So they are, they are restricting us. To, for us not to also enjoy. Yeah, we have a problem. We have now know that we have we are stagnant in this area. It could be that maybe you are you are dating somebody and you're not doing it the right way. It could be that you have a relationship. You, uh, your parents' relationship is not going on right. It could be your academics. We have we have seen it. But the problem is 
how we get the information because there's something called peer pressure and then we could get information from our friends and we will go to certain places that it will not help us. It further, it doesn't even make us stagnant. It makes us go back. We don't move forward. So I would like to start from Develo. Talk about accessing good information, discerning to get getting people right people you know i'm not gonna try to insult any of my f- listeners but let me let, to just say the truth many of us don't know what we're about many of us don't know what we're doing and it's fine because life is a gradual process and many of us act so i mean it's it's a whole lot to say so for me, as I said, let's start for Mr. Devalo. How do you discern the information? Get bright people into your life. Sometimes even your parents are not even the right people for you. So how are we going to do it? Uh, thank you very much, Bema. And, you know, uh, it's really interesting, you know. <laughs> Uh, we're living in the time whereby uh, each and every person that is seen to be famous, you know, that has got a large following, they are considered to be successful and they are considered to be, despite their way of life, either it be not in right standing with God, as long as they are making it, they have money, they are considered to be people that people can look up to. But with God, that is not applicable with the kingdom of God. As long as a person is living uh, a way of life that contradicts the word of God. In his sight with God, they're building in vain. So even as we are identifying people that we are looking up to, even as we are identifying people that we can follow, we can emulate, we are supposed to look at their way of life. How is their way of life? Is it in right standing with God? You know, no matter how famous someone may be, when I notice that their value system is not in alignment with God. I, I, I have questions in following them. You know, even their messages, because there are certain times that you are not aware of a certain doctrine. Maybe you are not aware of a certain scripture. Uh, you just receive the information because you are someone that is being mentored. Sometimes it happens like that. So you need to be aware of the sources that you, you are getting this information from. So the basic principle that I use in my life, first of all, even when accessing information is that I look at my way of life. What does God want me? How, what does the word of God talk about a particular situation? You know, how is a human being supposed to live, you know, a sin-free life? Insofar we are making mistakes, we sin from day to day, we make mistakes, but that should not... We should not divorce ourselves from the word of God. Since we are human beings, we cannot we cannot live a, a sin-free life. I always look at what does God, what is God saying over this particular situation and who? The person that I'm following, I match them with the word of God. If what they believe in is in alignment with the word of God, then I can access their information. I can I can look at the information. When it comes to my life purpose, I have identified the area of my life purpose. I, 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 I study about entrepreneurship, not from each and every source. I know that there are many entrepreneurs out there that are using ways that are not in uh, right standing with God. So I also select from the right standing with the word of God. So that is what I do. I always look at the Bible as the basis of any 
of my activities in my life. Thank you very much, Devalo. Thank you so much for your opinion. So as he said, the Bible, God's word has to be the standard. Now, we have to move forward because like we're spending more time on this part. Um, going forward, we'll talk about stagnation in the church of God. Now, it's not really something personal. It can be all personal, a collective personal, something like from a lot of people because the church is made up of a lot of people. So what I, this is to Carbo that in, in matters of uh, the church being stagnant or declining, like in ways that, because the church has to, you know, the church is actually a place for, like it's like a hospital for the sick, but it doesn't have to be that people end up getting sick there, but people end up getting healed there. So sort of people end up getting healed. I mean, not, not getting healed, but getting sick in the church. And at the end of the day, the people even... Let, let me just compare it to the hospital. So the doctors and nurses will now also become sick. That is means that church is declining, not even stag being stagnant. So as Christians, when we're identifying ways in our life to become better in moving forward, how can we also put in effect of this to make the church come out of the stagnancy in any, and then also if it's reclining to move forward. Well, uh, I think that with regards to the church, I mean, the church is the body of Christ. It's a pretty big place and it's under God's direction. And also it depends on a lot of factors like the leaders of the church and every different aspect. But what I can say is just in the small ways, every person can just evaluate themselves and find how they can be a positive contribution to building the house of God. Because the Bible says that we should seek first the kingdom of God. And when Jesus left, he said, go ye therefore and make disciples of men. So personally, I don't look at the church is just it's just the building itself or just the gathering that we do every single Sunday. But I look at the church as the body of Christ, which means every work that you do, which ultimately brings glory to God, that is your ministry. For example, my ministry is I'm a youth minister at church, but I'm in prayer and everything, but I'm also a minister on social media. So I make sure that um, I use all my efforts to build the church. And when things have to do with God, when you build things that are God's, you begin to see him building your life. When you take care of God's business, he takes care of you basically. Things like service in the house of God, it's an individual decision. Even if the pastor can be screaming every day saying, guys, please serve, please serve. At the end of the day, if the person does not take initiative, it's you who needs to evaluate yourself. It's you who needs to sit down and think, why do I need to serve? So it all comes from your relationship with God. Personally, I think also sometimes people come to church with um, a 
thinking that the people are not human, as in because they praise God, because they are the doctors and nurses, at the end of the day, um, they can never make mistakes. It's okay. People get offended, whether from church or from um anything and then it's seen as a decline in the church because maybe some people are leaving or anything like that but at the end of the day it's still God's house he's building it up and slowly he will build it up but there will be you know things that don't go well because people are human beings so it's not like right now as you're saying this podcast and you're teaching people like you know everything about whatever it is that you are teaching but you are still being a nurse so i think when it comes to church we should all just come to church with grace to love others with grace to serve with grace to know that i'm coming here to worship with my fellow brothers and sisters and together we are building the house of god if things are not going well it's not necessarily anybody's fault all we ought to do is come together and pray come up with solutions and each and every one of us has to do their best to make sure that the church is moving forward because at the end of the day God is holding every single person accountable because he has placed the church he has placed us in the church and we are the body of Christ so if the body of Christ has the feet and the hands if one finger doesn't work there's a problem so we need to fix it all together and that finger has to also uh, evaluate itself and come back into position. So I don't know. I think the church one is a pretty broad topic and perhaps having guests like pastors could be the best one because they can further give more insight on that. But from a personal level, I'm not a pastor, but I'm, I'm, um, I use ministration everywhere that I go because I don't believe that you need to be a pastor in order to serve God. So what I do is I make up my mind about who I'm going to be and how I'm going to serve God. I'm going to do it with all my heart. I don't want anybody behind me pushing me to do it. I want to do it because I love him and I've seen him work in my life. And I think that when you begin to work from that perspective, then each and every person puts their contribution. The church is coming up. But also we must understand that church decline sometimes members can be leaving but the message that is being preached in church is improving it can be great for god to see that because sometimes churches can preach the wrong thing but it's helping many people come because they love what they are hearing but at the end of the day church is also about preaching the true gospel of god and for as long as we can lose some people like i know even on social media if you follow a lot of christian mentors and everything people like me, basically, you'll find that sometimes you'll be posting so much about Jesus and you see certain people start to get annoyed and leave. But it doesn't mean you are declining. The numbers may be falling, but you're preaching the right thing. And ultimately, God will bring more people than you ever would have gotten if you continued preaching the wrong thing. So that is what I can say about that topic. But I mean, it's a pretty big topic. And um I hope that what I've said has given some kind of justice to it. Well, thank you very much for your opinion. Our time is almost up and I would just want to make um, the valor to maybe give us like a two minutes also on his opinion about um, the same thing that I asked. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I will not speak much about it because uh, just like uh, Kara was uh, highlighted, <laughs> It is a personal thing. The kingdom of God, each and every one of us is going to give account of how we spent our time on earth. 
So when things are going wrong uh, in the church, in, in the body of Christ, it is not that the entire church is corrupted, but there are people that are fighting habits, stagnation, like we are talking about. So it is our prayer that as believers, we begin to intercede for each one of us because the devil is fighting and you always find a point to prove that the church is not doing well. But that does not mean that there are no people standing in church. There might be 10 people. There might be 20 people. And always what we should uh, know that the things of God are not easy things. Sometimes you may find that in the church there are 10 people. Maybe that is where God is. You may find a church that has maybe 100,000 people. But God is not there. So it is of great importance that we always concentrate on the presence of the Holy Spirit and the presence of uh, the way that is being preached is in accordance with the will of God, and it is something that is in alignment with what God wants his children to receive, that way we know that that is a church of God, and that is what God, that is the direction that that God wants us to take. But when it comes to uh, finding the numbers, comparing the numbers with the church, which church is doing much better than the others, that is just in our own human standards. But God himself, he says, he weighs the intentions. He weighs, you know, he weighs the spirit. You know, he weighs those things that really matter, the intentions, the why behind our worship. He sees each and every one of us. So our cry to him is, God, continue keeping those people that are standing in truth and in spirit in you. If there are those that are not standing in truth and in spirit, but they are still in church, Father, may you convert them through the ministration of the true gospel. So that is what I can say. Thank you so much. I like what you said, ministration of the true gospel. The church, what the church is all about is to minister the true word of God and to make the Holy Spirit do his work. So a place that a church is declining in is is when this where a church is um, reclining or declining is where the word of God is not situated in there, where the word of God is not the main center and where the Holy Spirit is not working. So as a member, as a member of the church, what you have to do is you work on yourself and you also do your part to make the movement work, make the church grow. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carabo. Thank you, Devalo, for both of you joining me on both episodes. And God be with you. God be with my listeners too. And I just want to thank you all. Please have a wonderful time and day. Bye.